0: Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast, episode number 33. My name is Kyle Versteg and I'm here with Jim Noka and uh, we have lots of stuff to talk about today. have a couple user emails to answer or actually listener emails and uh, all kinds of stuff. So let's get
1: started. Pretty exciting stuff today. Pretty exciting stuff. Welcome aboard everybody.
0: We're less than one week from our epic road trip to PWIP (coughs) and
1: it's actually above freezing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We are st- we are starting to thaw a little bit. We are starting to thaw a little bit after several months of below zero temperatures. Mhm. I can start to feel my fingers again. Yeah. No, it's actually it, it was actually like 58 degrees yesterday. Nice. And and sunny. It was sweet. Yeah. <coughs> very very
0: sweet. So, um let's see on the uh so what's the weather like down at Terrells do you know uh it is supposed to be
1: um it's supposed to be nice hmm um Brian has been checking the weather and I guess it's been uh I guess it's the looks like maybe 70 degrees during the day and 40 at night which oh that's is fine
0: yeah that's perfect because we've yep. got a, a, a yep. little heated teepee.
1: yep yep so. yep yep so yeah. uh, so that's good you know I mean everything is Everything is uh, on schedule and
0: and uh, good to go. Just, so are those those guys are still going right? They're not going to flake. Yep.
1: No. 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 Everybody's got tracker knives to play with. And yeah, I've got. Oh, did Brian get his? I guess they're. I guess they're making one.
0: <laughs> I guess they're making one right now. I I bet you he might be surprised that they run out of time. <laughs> Should have made one himself. I know it, I know it, that's what I was thinking. I don't know why he didn't.
1: Like, Probably because it took me a long time to get mine made. Yeah, we could have. You know, to make mine, I was trying to stay out of
0: everybody's way, so. Yeah. We could have cranked one out for him on Sunday. You know, he could have done that, but whatever. So, I, there's going to be another tracker knife there. Um, Tim's letting me bring his. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm we'll going to head down to Des Moines this Friday. Uh... Big news! um, My 15 uh, bowies are are finished. Randy Buckmaster, uh, who has the best name in all of knife making, sent me an email yesterday and told me that they are shipped. Uh, Cool. Final uh, RC hardness uh, ended up 58, and I think they're going to be fantastic. So, um, because I've got 15 blades coming in, and then I've got 24 more um, that are finished. our friends uh, Corey Murphy and Mr. T.M. Hunt uh, did the heat treat for me on those because they're 01 tool steel, and he's mm-hmm. really well set up for that because that's pretty much what he works in. But uh, So I've got 24 blades coming back from them, and I've got 15 coming from Randy Buckmaster. And so this weekend I'm going down to Des Moines to get uh, handles cut out because I'm afraid of table saws. Uh, mm-hmm. But Tim's Tim's got a table saw and he's got all the tools he needs. We need to get those handle scales cut. That'll just save me a buttload of time. Uh, but Sweet. Yeah, so I, what we have a deal. I'm just going to treat him to dinner. It'll take us like two minutes on the table saw, but I think we'll go for a big steak and whatnot. Uh, nice. But he, um, so with the, uh, you need to answer that?
1: No. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I had my phone not on silent.
0: Oh, it's okay. So with the um, scales and stuff all cut out, I should be able to start gluing up and doing the stuff I need to do here shortly. Cool. Yeah. And then I've got got to get the sheaths made for those bowies. Um, we'll see who ends up doing those. Hopefully, I wanted you. Puckett did you talk to, to Greg? yeah I did He's willing to so the you know I've kind of been talking to dwayne Keith Puckett with armor all leather about doing them uh but we haven't quite settled on a price and a time frame <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so we'll see what what becomes of that but uh either way there'll be they'll be great sheaths yeah that's pretty that's pretty awesome
1: yeah that's pretty awesome so what else is going on? Anything good?
0: Well, my, my next-door neighbor is one of these guys that I made a, a lawnmower blade parang for, and he and I go catfishing all the time. And he's out, you know, two, three, four times a week with it and chopping sunnies for bait and all this. Uh, and, you know, cutting, splitting up stuff for firewood and all that. So he basically used it for a whole year, and then I got to tune it up for him. There was just one chip... Um just in front of the sweet spot where he hit a rock. But other than that the blade was fine. <clears throat> so um
1: Oh what was the hell was I gonna say? I don't know I'm kind of out of sorts today. I've been had a uh, incident that happened on Friday that is uh got my still got my head a little bit my, my house looks like a murder scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, my, D- Jim let the Mansons come up and stay for... <laughs> my, <laughs> my um, Well, that,
1: my dogs are making me crazy. My dogs, they're making me crazy. Last night, we had a... Uh, critters are starting to come out because it's warming up a little bit, you know. And About nine-ish or so last night, holy hell broke loose at the NOCA residence. Holy hell broke loose! All of the dogs were going ape shit crazy mm-hmm. apparently that's what coon dogs do when a coon is in the close proximity to them. So <clears throat> I inadvertently let them out about nine o'clock, and I thought the house was going to get tipped over. Because they were running around the house, going crazy, up and down trees, all over here, over there. And then, finally, I went out to try to grab them to figure out what the heck is going on. And they had a coon on the porch behind the garbage can. Oh, geez. And um, while neither one of them were that interested in attacking it, they were trying to get close enough to it. to, And he was... and, and they couldn't push the garbage can out of the way uh-huh. enough to get at him, and he was kind of wedged in the corner. And uh, so I was like, Kathy, get my gun. Kathy, get my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to hold the dogs back and, and like, unlock this door so I can put them in and lock them up, you know, and that kind of stuff. And finally got them all put away and, and uh pulled the thing back, and there uh-huh. was this coon going, what the fuck? What's that? When did those guys... Where did those guys come from? <laughs> so I had to... Uh, I had to kind of kick him loose and... and uh, But last Friday... And it, it made me wonder if maybe this is what happened. Last Friday, my um, my little red bone had a big... Had her uh, ear bit. And I just assumed that it was the other... It was the blue tick that did it. Uh-huh. And she had one of her... She had her like... Uh, one of her blood vessels punctured, and so I was kind of i mean I came in from the garage and there was blood all over the porch and I was thinking, "Holy crap, who did this? What the hell happened? It literally looked like a looked like a, um looked like a murder scene. it looked like somebody had been shot and stumbled around the the porch <laughs> and so then i I went in the house and <clears throat> went out to the back side of the house. And the backside of my house was all red. The The snow was all red. Like somebody was out there rolling around in the snow that was stabbed. So I was thinking, what the hell happened? So I finally got a hold of the dog, and she was spurting blood out of her ear. And so I immediately put pressure on it and pinched it off and was looking for super glue and looking for this, looking for that, and f- ended up putting a chip clip on it so I could work with two hands and trying to hold the dog still and... used a whole roll of paper towels and if you've ever seen a bloody roll of paper towels after it's mopped up a bunch of blood it is um it is awful looking it is nothing it is kind of grody looking yeah and so i had a big pile of red blood soaked paper towels and uh finally get it slowed up enough that i could really look at what it what was going on and I lifted her ear up, and she had a gash on the underside of her ear because I was thinking I could get the outside I, th- I was thinking I could get that s- settled down enough to put super glue on it get it sealed up, and then it would be fine <clears throat> when I lifted up her ear and looked on the underside of it it there was a there was a gash in there that ended up requiring eight stitches, so I was like, um ah, we're definitely going to the vet so I took my <laughs> I took my had my chip clip on her outside of her ear, holding the holding the blood vessel closed, and I took a roll of duct tape and I held her ear up against her head because she always wanted to shake her ears and get that clip off her head. So I took the a roll of duct tape and I duct taped her ear and the clip and everything right to her head, just wrapped it around her head so she couldn't shake it loose. And we got in the car and went to the vet's office. And normally my vet's office is not a crowded place. And when I walked in there, it must have been, I don't know what the hell, spring cleaning or something for dogs. Everybody must get their new heartworm pills or something in the spring. But the place was packed. And like I said, I bring my dogs in there all the time, and I, I'm usually the only one in there. So I walked in there, and I'm like, holy crap, where are all these? And everybody started looking at my dog's ear taped, taped to her head. <laughs> Roll of duct tape holding her head still. And... Mm-hmm. uh I was like, yeah, oh, got into a fight with something, not sure what it was, but now I'm thinking that maybe it wasn't the other dog it might, might have been a coon,
0: yeah, well, you know the coons traditionally have torn dogs up pretty
1: good, yep, and it ended up requiring four stitches on the front side in the vein or the blood blood vessel, whatever the blood vessel was, and eight stitches on the underside and it's not it's not human stitches, it's like doggy stitches they're wider apart, yeah, you know the thicker thread they don't much care if they have a scar there but i was like man oh man that's a lot of stitches for a dog yeah so that's my story so that's what's i'm
0: sticking to it okay so let's let's answer a couple uh user emails uh one comes from jeff uh came out uh looks like last wednesday marked march 26 and he is one of the 250,000 people that have seen uh, this video where I forged a uh, parang from a lawnmower blade and he asked me if I'd make him one. <laughs> and uh, not out of lawnmower blade steel. Uh, <laughs> I, I am... Well, and... Uh, Jim Jim is going to chimp scream in a little bit. Um, so that'll be fun to listen to. But uh, anyway, so I... I uh, am... I am planning a run of a half a dozen out of 01 tool steel um, that should be pretty good but uh, anyway so like I was saying one of my parangs came back to me and uh, it was made out of a lawnmower blade and obviously like there are, there are big problems with using lawnmower blades um, to make cutlery just because and you know it, it's unknown steel so how do you know you're getting the heat treat right and uh, you know there's other things you know it's like it's kind of a janky way of doing it but um, it's fun <laughs> and people like it um, and it was a good way for me to just figure out whether or not it was even viable for me to uh, whether I'd even have the talent or the time or anything to be able to do it but I've I've since graduated so this lawnmower blade Prang, the one in the video that he wants to buy came back to me and the only problem with it after a year of heavy use was there was a little chip in front of the sweet spot on the blade and so it was easy enough to sand that out but I made a made a video of it and like uh, people are like chimp screaming already (laughs) it's pretty funny but uh, basically I said you know basically what I've just said except that you know the, the the knives that I've made out of them, even though theoretically it's they're not supposed to be very good, have actually been very good. And the um, the world experience with using unknown steels to make blades has, has been very good. You know, so, I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I'm not supposed to like hollow-handled knives either. <laughs> but I do. But uh, I'm not... I don't have the time to make them out of lawnmower blades anymore um, just because you have to strip them. I have to find the lawnmower blades. I have to pound them flat. I have to do a bunch of crap, and I'd just rather it's, make them out of O1 tool steel. It's, it's just easier to get a flat piece of steel to start with, right? Yeah, and and the other thing is, is um, if I'm going to sell something, uh, I'm going to make sure that I know what the steel is and I have a consistent product. You know, and then if there's a if there's a problem with it, it comes back with some problem that I can trace it back, you know, and figure out what went wrong, and right. so that I don't make the mistake again. Whereas with a lawnmower blade, even though it works, um, if there's a, if there ends up being a problem with it, and I sold it, I'd like to be able to treat it back and not just say, well, it was a lawnmower blade. So, but uh, anyway. So why why am I in a chimp scream? Because. Uh, I kind of de- defended the use of lawnmower blades and unknown uh-huh. steels to make knives, <laughs> even though I know I'm not supposed to. Yeah, well,
1: take it with a grain of salt, my friend. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scream about that. I just I just know what what you can get away with and what you can't get away with. Yeah. And and eventually, eventually, if you were risking your life on something like that. You know you would want to
0: uh well, you know again uh, the thing is is i I'd, I'd venture a guess that um, I bet you you could quite I, I bet you I could convince you that the majority of of blades that are actually used in the world are out of unknown steels or leaf springs well, sure they are right, and you know the world and look what they look like. Well, they look like ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except uh, for except for the ones that have been doing it forever, like the one that I gave you, um, those look pretty good. The ones from the Philippines, but they're not they're not up to our. Um, they're not up to the standards of what a custom knife maker would make. Right. You know, um, and that's that's kind of <laughs> why I've kind of gone away from using the unknown steels, is that I just I just can't bring them up to the standards that I want them. Right well and i'm not even sure that you can
1: i i don't i don't think it's possible cuz you don't even know what it is and if you're looking at if you're looking at something just to get by yeah it'll work fine yeah if you're working on something that's that's going to make that's going to really you're going to squeeze the most performance out of something that you can that you can get that ain't going to happen
0: well and and the other thing about using a known steel is then i can i can make real good decisions about the heat treat like well I want it to be hard enough that it's gonna hold an edge but soft enough that it can be resharpened right and without without knowing what the steel is um, it's the only way to do that is to try it and then you know if it if it you have to start over again if it's not to what you want it to be so you end up wasting a lot of time um making them out of unknown steel because you have to go back and redo the heat treat and all these sorts of things if you don't get it right the first time um but uh you know it is what it is so
1: (laughs) well my chimp my my uh my one of my later posts in uh on Facebook would probably cause more of a chimp scream than okay, that. Okay, so
0: I want to want to give people some background, because this is actually very well um, knife-related uh, material, <laughs> knife and axe-related. And we have another email to answer, too, that I don't want to forget. Oh, but, you um, want to do that first? Yeah, let's do that first, and then we'll talk about the the other things. So then right. um, we have a listener who, um, like a lot of our listeners, uh... uh what, has listened to every episode and then they listen to him at work and so he brings up a couple things um, number one is that uh, he wishes that I would like, put together better show notes and sometimes I have time to do that sometimes I don't <laughs> um, and uh, it just it just depends on how much time I have to allocate to it and I do my best and I'll try to do better uh, he thanks us for mentioning the moccasins which are fantastic. Um what's the name of that company again? Uh Town what the hell was it now? Town I should know this. You had to ask
1: me that for the love well, of I god.
0: Was, well, I was wearing them today so <laughs> Townline leather. My, mine mine like are that.
1: wore to the point where I can't see the label on the inside or the the stamp on the inside. Yeah, the I'll, I'll I think try it's to remember. Town
0: Townview leather. Townview leather. Yeah, it's in Maine. It's a company in Maine and then uh you got to get the the good ones. Don't don't try to skimp on them. Um, yeah, I've, Town
1: Townview leather.
0: Ever town since that leather. episode, I've been wearing mine. You know, the the times when I don't wear it is when they're likely when I'm likely to get them wet. Um, just because you know, I'm I'm sure you could do it, but I'd rather uh, I'd rather walk. Um, walk mine. Yeah, I you're, I have the same exact model. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I, I went pheasant hunting in, in him this year. You know they worked great. Um, Can you see the inside? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the you same thing the that I've got.
1: Yeah. Stamp is is almost pushed flat. Yeah. But um, you know, I put um, I'm trying to think. Of Neatsfoot oil, I think, is what I put on them. Okay. On the
0: bottoms of them. Uh,
1: they're not good in this kind
0: of weather. Yeah, I mean, when, when really it's bad when it's sloppy. Snow. When you're gonna, I, you know, I'd rather kind of keep them nice. But you know, yeah. in late summer and fall when when you know it's going to be dry, they're actually very nice to wear around. And, you know, there's this big trend in um, footwear to wear minimalist footwear. Uh, and there there are actually people that, like, run barefoot. Um, right. That's a big deal. I know. And, actually, and you
1: know who's a barefoot runner is um, uh, uh, Dylan. Dylan okay.
0: Cook. Yeah, I, I don't run barefoot because, um, uh, well, there's a couple reasons. Now, so, say say your wife decided to start barefoot running, right? And uh you're in bed at night and her foot like accidentally rubs up against your leg. It's going to be like scratchy and nasty and manly. <laughs> okay? Cuz it's going to have these nasty calluses and big, you know, and if that's your thing then fine, but it's not my thing. So um do so you want to have dainty feet? No, I just I just don't want to have feet that are like gross. You know, um, and that's that's obviously me applying my own modern first world fetish. N- not even <laughs> not even that. It's it's uh, my own modern first world preferences to so not you, have so you so you don't have a feet. foot fetish? No, not at all. Um, feet or feet, but I, I, it's not something in the middle of the night. I don't want to feel like a man foot rub my leg. Okay, and and I try so you, to extend the you, same courtesy to her. So um the other thing is uh um, in modern society, uh, a lot of stuff gets kind of thrown out on the street and in grass and things like this. And, you know, I just kind of rather have a little bit of protection between my foot and whatever it is that's there. Uh, so I don't barefoot run. I do use... Um, kind of minimalist shoes I use racing flats when I run and those are there's like nothing to them um, but that's that's basically the extent that I'll take it but if, if you're looking for a good minimalist shoe um, you, it's tough to beat those moccasins you, you really yeah, do yep. feel at just about everything and then there's enough um, there's enough protection to the bottom of your foot that you know you can still make good time when you're walking and stuff, and you're not very likely to get a bad injury. It just means you walk a little bit more careful, but not so much more that you slow everybody down. Right. Um. So yeah, he, he thanked us for the moccasins, and then he talked about. Uh, he wondered about your chili recipe, and when are we going to see it? <laughs> that's my that's chili recipe answer. or your chili recipe? Well, probably probably yours to start with. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm likely not going to,
1: I may share mine. I don't know. I'd like to, I want to go on a, I, you know, I can get off me on a side thing. I want to be in, I want to do a chili cook off. I really do okay. want to do one. Yeah. C- Cause I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd win. Yeah. But, um, I just haven't, I just haven't had the time and, and I think I just need to do it. I just need to do it. You know, maybe, maybe this fall.
0: Yeah it's it's good stuff I, I'd like yeah. to do it too but I just don't have the time and then he says um, uh, he wants to hear us talk about the best making use of the best of what we have and not necessarily just like the top line gear um, and he's he's uh, saying uh, you know we talk a lot about like kind of really expensive stuff and I think that's definitely a fair criticism um you know, we the knives that we talk about are the knives that we geek out on and you know, um maybe, well, you know maybe what, we could you know what's focus what's a little more on some more affordable stuff. Well what's what's interesting is
1: if I could only have one watch I still would not buy the cheapest watch that I could I would still rather have one good watch than than one shitty watch. And I would save my money up for You know Europeans do that. Uh-huh. Europeans okay, let's say if you let's say you're you know, you're a clerk or you're a, or you're a waiter at a at a restaurant. Mhm. They will buy a 6000 euro watch. Jeez. Yeah. They will save the, they will save their money to have something quality. Mhm. And I think that that's one thing that Americans w- just refuse to do. And and I I find that to be real intriguing because they buy something and they they keep it for a long time. we well, they, they, like they, they buy it once and then they buy it down. once exactly. Yeah. And and if you look at, I mean, why do you think the Walmart
0: is so popular? Yeah, because they can because get they, cheap crap out. But 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 I mean, I think it is a fair point. Like um, some people, you know, and I've I've certainly been in this situation for a long long time. Um, everybody everybody thinks, you know, doctor and they think money and they forget the fact that there was college student, there was medical student, there was resident and that's like 15 years of having no money and having to pay back loans and stuff. Uh, and then there's this the starting the practice period where you, you just don't have any money. So um you know, I definitely sympathize with um with wanting to to have some stuff that's not so crazy expensive. Um uh and that's that's pretty much what I'd say. He he talks about his uh Mora and I know I cap on Mora's a lot, but really they're 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 awesome for what you pay for them. Right. You well, know. I
1: mean, I think the thing is Guys like that'll buy a dozen Moras, uh-huh. as opposed to one good knife, yeah well you know and i and I know that that's probably gonna garner a bunch of crap but but it, it ends up being and i'm'm I'm, I don't want it to sound like guys like that I want it to um uh yeah, I tried to i just i just did actually um i um I'm gonna shut that dog off too. Okay. <laughs> um. I think that a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking that more is better. Yeah. And and it's it. I don't really. I mean. One of the. One of the things in uh, uh, that I learned over the years was never be afraid of the guy that's got a humongous gun collection. <coughs> Be afraid of the guy that's got a single-shot twenty-two.
0: Yeah, because he knows exactly how to use it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, and... And, and, and <clears throat> that is a... that is a um, It's the same thing with knives and and, and gear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a lot of crap because I test a lot of crap. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that I'm... I, I don't go out and buy a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in my position that, that I've been, you know, I've been test driving a lot of stuff for a lot of years, but... If I if I had to do it with just a tarp and one knife and a canteen and a yeah I could be just fine yeah you know I mean I don't need to have five Optimus stoves yeah <laughs> you know I don't need to and and to be honest about the, the the little stove thing yeah yard sales but baby yeah I found I found most of those at yard sales yeah. And a lot of the a lot of stuff like that is is I mean that axe that I had this weekend that at the grind in yeah that's a hundred and fifty dollar axe
0: it was a yard sale find five bucks yeah and that's that's where I get the majority of my <coughs> stuff too you
1: know so you know. so I think that if you're careful about what you're doing um, unless you're a, a quote unquote knife nut where where you're just gathering every freaking sharp pointy thing that you can find. Yeah. Um. And and you're you're more of a get outside and 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 do stuff nut. Mm-hmm. Um. There's nothing wrong with having one good knife.
0: Yeah. Well. And then you know. Or so
1: two good knives and a hat a good hatchet. I mean, I. S-wing you know, makes a wing makes
0: a great hatchet for thirty. Here's, bucks. here's
1: my classic my classic response to somebody that that buys cheap shit over good stuff. My diving gear. My Poseidon regulators, hundred dollars more, and they're the top shelf. They are the best of the best of the best in diving regulators. Why would you pay a hundred dollars less for anything else? It, well, you yeah, can that's buy a an life absolute, and death thing, though, right it's there. It's a life and death thing, and that's yeah. my point. Guys will buy everything else, but they won't spend the extra. They won't pony up an extra hundred dollars for a set of Poseidon regulators. And I can't, I can't get my head wrapped around that. Yeah. Well,
0: I, you, you and I are in the same boat for stuff like that. But getting back to what I was saying, but even if like, that was
1: all I could afford, uh, I would wait
0: and wait save and another hundred dollars. Well, this is like, at 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 one point, you know, it's been, it's only been fairly recently where I've had any money, and even now, like, the other thing they don't Shit, see I is still they don't got no
1: money. Well, they don't, they don't see
0: like. You know, a quarter of a million dollars in student loans. Okay, what is that nut per month? You you do the math, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I have some disposable income, but it's not it's not near what what people would think it is. And then when I was a resident, we would have like maybe twenty bucks a month disposable income left. You know, after mm-hmm. paying for um, you know, I've got two deaf daughters. And, uh, you know, cochlear implants and all the speech therapy and all this stuff, like at the end of the month, there's like a hundred bucks left. And so, one of the reasons I'm so fond of that Boon 2, uh, that Bark River Boon 2, is that was something that I saved for like a year to be able to buy that. Mm hmm. You know, and that's why. And like, that's a great knife. Right. I I mean, and people for people have, that don't know that knife, that is a freaking sweet knife. It's, it's one of my favorite knives, not just because it's good, but because you know I saved my pennies you know instead of buying a coffee at Starbucks or whatever like I'd pack a thermos of like Folgers you know stuff like this like y- you can do it if you want to if that's your priority if it's not your priority it's not and I understand that and, and he does make a fair point that we tend to talk about um, expensive gear but this is about what I'm geeking about, out, out about. Yeah, you know, if yeah, you want to, yeah. if you want to have a podcast about what you geek out about, then go ahead. You know, yeah. like there's nothing. Well, I don't want to be.
1: I don't want to be harsh on him, on a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I and I I do understand the fact that you know, um, but I think you talked about inexpensive gear at one point.
0: Yeah, I, d- I did a. We did a. You You can only have a hundred bucks. What's your camping outfit for? a... And and actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna one of these times this year I'm gonna make a a video. You have 50 bucks. Uh, here's Walmart. Go, and you have to come up with um, a kit that will you know do everything you pretty much need it to do. So 50 bucks and under, and you have you can't just buy garbage. You can't buy something that you're gonna get eat up with. Uh, eat up by bugs in you know it has to has to meet some minimum requirements but it's certainly possible to spend 50 bucks and come out with like an awesome uh set of gear that'll last you you know a couple years and i the reason i know that is because i that's how i did it forever <laughs> you know so uh i i talk about a, a kifaru because like finally you know and even even for that i had to save up for that You know, it's not like you can just go. I can just go out and buy a freaking thousand-dollar TP. You know, that's not something I can do. I had to save for that. You know, and so that's. I talk about that thing because I'm geeking out about it because I'm excited about it because I saved my pennies and and now I finally have it and we're about to use it at PWIP. Uh, So I think you know. Hopefully we hopefully we were fair with with that and address that fairly, do you think? I think so. Okay. I,
1: I like I said, I, uh, I, the cheap thing, the cheap Chinese crap, the cheap Indian crap, the cheap Pakistani crap, I get offended by people that think that that is the way to go. I, I don't understand the mentality of guys that do that, so... So I may seem like really harsh when it comes to that stuff, but uh like I said, save your pennies and go quality. You're you're never gonna you know, it's better to pay for it once and enjoy it. Uh-huh. Than than uh than just just have it to have it. Okay. So, so let's now push on.
0: So now the next the next point he makes is that he he wishes that we would cover a little bit more about um instructional stuff for knife and axe use and um he says that maybe videos are better for that sort of thing and I I do tend to agree with that it's kind of hard for for us to um in an audio format show you how you know safe ways to use things we can kind of describe it but you know without seeing like visuals of it uh it's it's hard to get that across now that being said, I do have um, I do have a video series up where I went through the Morris Kahansky book, uh, Bushcraft, at least the first first big chunk of it, uh, right up until he got into like plants and stuff. Because I don't have the plants here to be able to do those videos, but um, I do have a video a video on like knife use, and then a video on uh, how to chop down a tree with an axe, and that. That video is um, people tell me is really really good and and I show you know the safe way to do it and things to watch out for so um, if you want an axe use video like how to chop down a tree with an axe that'd be the one um, uh, as far as like other video sources um, I really don't I really don't know all that much about what other people are doing so. We're gonna take a quick time out and uh, we'll get right back with you. Enjoy your music. All and right, we're back. so I was just say we're back. <laughs> okay, so we had a, we actually recorded like two additional hours yesterday, and uh, we had like a computer snafu, so I only got like the first part that you've already heard. Uh, but that's fine because we've had like some drama bombs going off over the last twenty four hours. That th- this will be more fun to talk about anyway. Um, but I did before we get to that, I think. Um, We need to announce the winners of your, uh, the Bark River (laughs) Fantastic Giveaway, a Bravo 1 and a 1.5. Winner number one gets to, uh, decide which one he wants, and winner number two gets the leftover. So, Jim, take it away. Okay,
1: so the winner number one is, I gotta look at my private topics, because I sent them private topics, is, um, Ken. And, and you know what I want to say it's Ken Cleric, but it but I'm not sure. It's it's uh the name is on on Knife Journal is Ken K E N C L R Q. Mm-hmm. And I sent him a uh, um I sent him a, a instant or a um private topic and I'm gonna send him an email. And the second winner for the so he gets the second choice. Actually he gets the leftover. <laughs> Sorry, which is which is still pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, awesome, but he, but, awesome prize. Um, uh, Ken gets the Ken gets the first choice. Lenny gets the leftover, uh-huh. and uh, sloppy seconds is really not so sloppy on this on this deal. So uh, Lenny gets the second choice. Oh sweet! So I send him a private topic also, and um, we'll uh, we'll. And I'll, I'll send him emails after, after we're done here today. But, uh, congratulations, um, that our supercomputer chose you yesterday. Yes. And, um, we had it nicely recorded except for, uh, somehow or another somebody's wonderful Mac screwed up and, uh, we lost it all. But
0: the upside to it is
1: we got more material to talk about today.
0: Yeah, yesterday we were pretty distracted because there was this big drama bomb going off, so you probably didn't want to hear that anyway. But the drama bomb is already blown, um, and we'll talk about that in just a second because once we once we start, it's going to be like forever. So, non, it'll be non stop. Yeah, nonstop. so um, the next thing I briefly wanted to touch on is the next giveaway, and I'm holding in my hands uh, a Kershaw Cryo, believe it or not. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, was such a great guy and he sent me this wonderful, uh, new tool. Um, you know, I could swear that I have, I have owned this knife before, um, but there are some changes about it. And I, I know who I traded this off to now that I think of it. I had this knife before, it was a little bit bigger and I traded it off to Moose. You know, Moose from, yep. uh, K-Bar? Yep. Um, yep. So I traded it off to him, and I can't remember what I traded it for. Um, but the, here's my little t- two-second take after just holding it and playing with it on the Kershaw Cryo. I cannot believe that they can produce this for that little bit of money. Uh, it's 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 pretty pretty. Isn't that is it,
1: isn't that the seventy-dollar one?
0: I don't think so. I think this is like the cheaper one, right? I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah, but this I, is um, <laughs> this is it's basically for our listeners at home. This is a uh, frame lock flipper, uh, titanium frame lock flipper. Uh, is this, that a, is that the Cryo one or two? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but the designer on it is uh, Hinderer. Right. It's 30. made made in China. Um, it's got the Hinderer stop pin. It's pretty lightweight. It's got a nice, uh, looks like functional pocket clip. It's, uh, the locking mechanism is right handed, but you know, if you're used to that, you can open it easily with your, uh, left hand, as Jim and I are both well aware with. But they, the pin on the blade is ambidextrous. Uh, and then also you're never going to open it with the pin on the blade. You're just going to use the flipper bolt. Uh, and then it's got, uh, a hinderer stop pin which um, prevents uh, over travel of the locking mechanism. Everything seems to lock up real nice and function. The pocket clip is uh, reversible side to side and top to bottom. Let's see there's jimping on the blade and on the handle and then there's jimping along the bottom uh, of the handle as well. Um, if, if I was going to change one thing, um, where they put the jimping on the bottom of the handle is what I would change. I would either, I think I would move that jimping back to the back part of the knife. Because to me you're going to get more um, bang for your buck if you can per- either use your index finger or your um, small finger to... Uh, to purchase on the jimping. So I th- that's really the only thing I would change about this is to move that jimping back. Um I don't have you held one of these yet? Yes. Yeah. You did. Yep. What yep, was yep. what was your take?
1: I I actually like that knife and you're right. It is um it is $30. It mm-hmm. is a $30 knife. So that's that is pretty impressive when you, when you in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just amazing. And and thanks to our uh listener uh Justin Wilson for sending that to me. Got it in the mail today. And this is our uh next giveaway. I was planning to give away a uh another knife, but that one can wait. I want to um start with this uh, Kershaw Cryo. And uh we'll have a thread up in the main section of the forums. Hopefully our moderator will uh we'll start that and uh you know I w- we won't wait too long for this one maybe a couple weeks or something and give it away cuz there's there's plenty more stuff to to come uh let's see you got any other new knives you're geeking out about or anything like that no you know and we were
1: <laughs> we were so distracted yesterday with with this with this whole thing that I've totally like disconnected from uh from the uh um, anything new that i've gotten recently uh-huh. um i am uh uh what the hell am i waiting on i'm waiting on something that's going to supposed to show up any day now <clears throat> and um but i haven't gotten it so i don't i don't want to talk about it till i get it mm-hmm. um uh,
0: nothing okay. nothing new nothing new this- ooh you got a john deere Yep, this came in the mail today. It's the Case John Deere edition of the Trapper. Uh, nice little knife. Um, if you like the Trapper pattern and you like John Deere, how can you go wrong? Right. Um, you can't. Fantastic fit and finish for like 50 bucks. I mean, it's just a great, great, great knife. Uh, let's see. The other thing that is on the way um, for our folks that like the the You'd like us to talk about um, some stuff that isn't like uber expensive. Is I bought a Stockman, a Case Stockman in the carbon steel because uh, I kind of like carbon steel and it's cool to have a pocket knife that has a patina on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the patina. The other now, thing, other thing, you, that,
1: when you do your patina, I just let it happen naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just keep it wiped down and
0: and. Uh, yeah over the course of a year or so you'll get you'll get a patina on there um I just every once in a while I'll wipe it down with a little w d just to make sure that no rust forms um if you want here's here's the ultimate uh way to get a patina on your knife. Are you ready yep you ready? you're sure you're ready yep okay take it to the jungle <laughs> 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 you'll have a patina in four hours um so, uh, I thought you were going to say stick it in a potato. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, because uh, if you take it to the jungle and it gets a patina on it there, um, that's an earned patina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's a concept. Uh, the other thing that came in the package today, I don't remember if I talked about it in the first part or not, but my knives came back from Heat Treat from Randy Buckmaster. Ooh, nice. Yep. So I'm going to get... Uh, get one of those ground out probably this evening. Uh what else you got? Um I'm just
1: stealing images so I can put um I can put them up in the new group.
0: Oh yeah, so um do you want to we should probably talk about the new group uh after we do our next segment. <laughs> Any anything okay. left for this segment at all? Um knives Pocket dump. What's in your pockets? I um hang on a
1: second, I gotta stand up.
0: I gotta uh he's got a crack pipe lighter. Uh a zippo, real zippo, with the American flag. Uh, he's got the older version of the uh, Sure. It's the new one is the Outdoorsman. He's got a Vic- Victorinox Spartan uh, Benchmade Seven Ten. And I got to show you one
1: the thing that I've been carrying:
0: a trumpet, <laughs> a bugle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Case, uh, what nope. pattern is that? This is a Shat and Morgan. Nice.
1: This is a Shat Morgan, cool. and I cannot tell you what pattern this is, but it's beautiful stag. It's a two-blade. Um, Do they make those anymore? Oh, yeah. Shat and Morgan? Shat, Shat, and Morgan. Like, yeah. Like I yeah. took a Shat in the woods.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I've, I know who they are, but I just they're kind of yeah. hard to find.
1: Yeah. Queen, uh, they're with Queen. Okay. So it's a very nice uh nicely done knife. Uh-huh. Uh from uh from the Daniels family. Very cool. So yeah, that's my that's my latest additions. I've been I've been playing with that quite a bit and <laughs> But the bugle thing is uh, I'm thinking of bringing this to PWIP so I can wake everybody up in yeah, the morning. Yeah, blast it off in the morning and get those yeah.
0: those people out of bed. Yeah, cuz I wake up at 05. Yeah, me too. People, people <laughs> hate me there. <laughs> so and 05, oh it's you you'd be eastern time. So, I guess I'd be waking up at zero four, so you're gonna hate me, yeah um today, I carried a case peanut uh it's a little teeny tiny little one uh that's orange. I posted it in the Facebook forum slip joint mm-hmm. and uh
1: that's
0: that's pretty much all I carried i you know I have a bag because I have to carry loops and all this other stuff, so um. But in a pocket, that's all I had. Let's talk about, uh, before we get on to this epic segment, let's talk about PWIP and plans to come.
1: Ah, <clears throat> okay.
0: Here's the deal.
1: Um, our buddy Gene is going to drive to Cabela's. Okay. At which point in time, we are going to meet up with them, with him, in okay. Cabela's. So I'm going to pick you up at the airport. Yep. And either... Either Brian is going to drive directly to Cabela's, or uh, Gene is going to pick Brian up on the way to Cabela's. Okay. You may take 96 across and then down to Cabela's.
0: Where's Cabela's at?
1: Cabela's is uh, south of Ann Arbor. uh, Dundee. Okay. Dundee, Michigan. So, And then we're going to meet up in the parking lot in
0: Cabela's, which obviously means... We'll be walking in Cabela's, yes, <laughs> maybe I can well, I probably can't buy anything out of state.
1: why? what are you going to buy?
0: Well, because I don't have anything for the zombie shoot. Are you going to buy an ak uh I don't know i wouldn't I wouldn't pay a bunch of money for anything, but if I could find something reasonably priced hundred bucks or something, I'd buy it and bring it down for the zombie shoot, a hundred bucks what are you going to buy? a pump shotgun? Uh I don't know. Some I think you have to have like a carbine of some sort. I could use a I could buy a Mosin Nagant or something. Well, that'd be kind of cool. That'd yeah. Kind of cool. You know, I you know, I'll see if I if I can find something. If not, I can I'll probably I can probably borrow something or just sit it out. It's no big deal. But uh yeah, it's always fun and then uh, but i don't want to spend a bunch of money on it because no and so the other thing we're going to do is we're going to drive 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 drive
1: drive 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 and then eat a steak yeah and, and then, then sleep somewhere yeah and then um wake up the next day and i think smoky mountain knife works will be in close proximity yeah to us and then we'll Probably have to, oh, wait a minute, wander through Smoky Mountain Knife Works for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, baby. Be some cases. Smoky there.
1: Mountains. And then, uh, and then we're, then at that point in time, I think we're like three hours from. Yeah, you're not uh, far,
0: three, four hours. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. But, uh, you so, gotta see this, uh, knife museum. That's the one with the knife that's, museum. That's, right. you
1: know what, and I've been through there so many times, and I've never, um, I've never been in the in the museum part and I doesn't, was telling doesn't Bruce, cost I was telling it to Bruce Foyles the other day. I yeah. don't I don't think it costs much. Two bucks. Doesn't, or something. It doesn't
0: cost anything.
1: Oh it doesn't cost yeah, anything? It's free. Ah, did you go? Yeah.
0: It's awesome.
1: I mean I, I went to it when it was in uh in um Chattanooga. Uh-huh. I think it was Chattanooga. Maybe it was Knoxville. I don't remember. but i have I w I've I've been to it before when it was not at Smoky Mountain. And now um
0: now that it's at Smoky Mountain it's a different story, so yeah, uh, it's cool. They have um knives from like ancient Roman times and all this and Yeah, it's it's quite a quite an experience. And then uh let's see, so so it's gonna be Brian and Gene and and uh hopefully we should have four of those uh Mike Stewart made trackers, right? To, yep to play with. Yep. And I did I
1: did just talk to him. Uh, about the other twenty, we he may make the other twenty himself and be the only Bark River trackers that he ever makes. That'd be awesome. And then um, I think American Knife Company may make them. We might. Well, we may have to call call them something different. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm I'm currently trying to get in touch with Tom Brown, talk to him a little bit about it, and see where he's at with with
0: tops if he can endorse
1: another product (coughs) yeah another one
0: i you know i got on i had a big discussion with chance sanders the other day and uh you know i think um that particular pattern of knife because it was in the movie and inspired an entire generation of people is going to be a, a pretty standard knife that most knife companies make Mm -hmm. um like the bowie or the stockman pattern or the tracker pattern or the drop point hunter you know like it's it's going to be kind of one of the you know standard models of knives so uh i'm eventually going to do try to do kind of my my little take on it but i need to play with play with a few different models first before and then figure out you know how i would change it and you know all those sorts of things. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: So, it'll be fun. Uh-huh. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting uh
0: it'll be an interesting weekend. <clears throat> Long weekend actually. Yeah, Wednesday, well, it starts for me on Tuesday, but um we'll we'll actually be camping from Wednesday to Until, Sunday. Yep. And then we leave Sunday and hopefully I I'm back in Detroit we're, Monday.
1: And we're going to be camping. We are going to be camping.
0: In close proximity to the water, so you have to wash. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'll jump right in. I got okay. no problem. I've I, I've washed in uh, in water with electric eels and piranhas okay. and all kinds of all crap. Right.
1: All right. <laughs> as long as we know that we're gonna have to take baths. Yeah. I don't care because I'm not. I'm not. You know, I was in. I was in my one of my favorite places up here is a place called um, Roast and Toast. Okay. And there the The crowd that works behind the counter is is kind of sorta hipster kind of okay. sorta not not quite all the way hipster yet, but a little bit, but the there's a crew that hangs out in there that is extremely hipster, okay, and apparently one of the things about hipsters is they don't shower or maybe they shower and don't use deodorant huh I don't know, so by the end of the day. They they get kind of kind of grody, kind of smelly, Mm. and and quite honestly, I'm beginning to lose my um, my taste for the wonderful salads that I used to get there because of the smell of bo. (laughs) You know, and I hate to say that, but you know what, guys. Deodorant was invented for a reason. You should fucking wear it. Don't go to Germany, dude. <laughs> I know, I've been to Germany, and you know what? It's There isn't a ton of people that stink in Germany. But but in a, you know, in our society when it's kind of relatively important not to not necessarily to um to have something that smells flowery or smells fruity or smells like leather or smells like whatever, it's just not, ass is not one of the the <laughs> scents that
0: you want to smell. It, it really stands out, you know, like... Yeah, it really stands out. Well, because the, the thing is, is like, I, I've i spent a, a a pretty significant amount of time in some pretty bad places. Yes. And, um... You know, after a while, you don't smell it anymore. Um, but if you're walking around in uh, where we live, you know, something like that really, really stands out. Um, yep, yep, but, yep, yep. Uh, so, so just, uh, if, if you are a hipster and you happen to be listening to us, wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you wash your ass. Well, you know, I was thinking um, uh, PWIP... Uh, there was a town somewhat nearby, was or not? Yeah, Marion. Yeah, so Marion and chances are there's a there's like a truck stop or something that we could even like halfway through. Listen, just, just shower. there's a gold mine down the
1: hill from and around the corner from from uh, Terrell's property. Okay. And every year you go down there and you spend like five bucks and you get a shower. Oh, let's do that instead of doing the stream thing. Well, Dave's got a Dave's got that shower thing that he's going to bring, so I probably will. I'll probably hit that shower once or twice, but I'm not going to. I mean, I'm not going to change my clothes, outside clothes every day, change my underwear every day, and and I I've become very fond of um, these big uh, baby wipes, unscented baby wipes. <laughs> I found that you can do a you know you start at your feet and you wash as high as possible, then you start at your head and you wash wash down as low as possible, and then you wash possible, and you're done. Yeah,
0: well, you, you know. know, it's it, different strokes for different folks and whatnot, um, but you know we'll figure something out. Uh, let's see, so i'm I've been getting progressively more excited for that trip.
1: Yeah, that no. we'll have
0: we'll have a good time with that. Yeah, we just have like uh <laughs> and the ride down days. will be
1: fun too. I'm going to bring I'm going to bring a pair of walkie-talkies so we can uh we can converse with between the cars. Yeah. And uh, that that'll be fun. We should actually I should actually install CB radios and then we could we could talk to the truckers. <laughs> 10-4, good buddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh... I'm
1: going to bring my I think I'm going to bring my my chainsaw. Okay. So I can say bushcraft this, bitch.
0: <laughs> you gotta, you'll have an well because there's always uh, we burn a lot of firewood in yeah. the camp, so somebody will Believe have an me. axe, right? Believe me, my oh I have I have an axe in my jeep all the time. Okay,
1: my chainsaw is if I lug that down there, it'll be it's way overkill.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it'll be it's way overkill. I mean that saw it's a four forty one. Yeah, I mean it's the real deal. Yeah, I mean it's it's way overkill. I mean I might, and I think I think Dave is bringing his and and um, Ethan will bring one and yeah, I mean there'll be chainsaws and I I probably won't lug mine down there.
0: Yeah, main main thing would be we we still have to get that wood split. Um, oh, I'm t- you know what I'm gonna do? Huh? I'm gonna take my
1: hatchet. I'm gonna take my <laughs> I'm gonna take my buck Brooks, and I've got a. I got a four pound sledgehammer, right I'm gonna drive that axe that hatchet directly in the center of every log and until I can't drive it any farther and i and then I may just get another axe and put it right on top of it and drive that so I can drive the until the wood splits, yeah, yeah no
0: Uh hmm. well that that might be a good segue for our next uh segment here, okay. <laughs> You uh, know what
1: I, do want to, what I would like to get? I would really like to get one of those little, I think um, I think Wetterlings makes it. It's a little hand splitting mall. Hand it's, splitting it's, mall? It's a little baby splitting mall for, like, splitting wood for your stove. Yeah, I, I
0: have the mini hatchet, but I don't think no, it's no, necessarily... No, no, no.
1: This is a little split. This is actually a small splitting mall. It's a little bitty, I mean, it's like a, you know, it's little. It's only about this big, but the huh. head is a splitting mall type head.
0: So you just put it on, it'd be like a wedge. You just put it on there and then you whack mm. it with a hammer or whatever.
1: Or you can, or you can just hit it. You can split wood with it like, like you would a regular splitting mall. Hmm. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking for one of those because I think it'd be kind of cool. And, um, yeah, we need to, uh. We need to segue. This will be a segue into our uh, our ranting and raving about a wonderful group that we just both quit. <laughs> well, before we got banned. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but, any, but anyway, before we start, that, I I need to I need to squirt coffee in my cup. Okay. Sounds. Because good. this is going to be this is I'm I'm my voice is going to go
0: probably parched after the end of this. Okay, and you better check check and make sure um, you're still recording and stuff when you get back. Yep. Yep, yep, yep,
1: okay, right back. Yep.
0: Are you ready? Ready to rock. Okay, here's the introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, high drama is to be presented. The playhouse <laughs> this evening is the wonderfully adorned Facebook group known as Campfire and the Art of Bushcraft. And now may I present the players. First is the knave who knoweth not what he knoweth not. <laughs> Then there are the white knights, or shall we call them Nits, who rush to rescue the Knave. Let us not forget the Scoutmaster, who is hailed in all the lands as highly sought-after survival instructor, and who is, in fact, a legend in his own mind. The villains of our tale include the dastardly Black Knight, played by Jim. Boo, boo. (laughs) 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 Terrible, boo. Mordred, the pompous and intolerant, played by Kyle. Ooh boo, boo, boo. And and finally, (laughs) Grendel, played by Jay Rout who was roused to create havoc when the noise from the squabble became too distracting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So. so, so how do how do we even start <laughs> other other than that brief introduction? So okay. So, where, so here's where do you the here's start? the
1: i've been a a member of this group for a long time but and I just kind of half ass follow their posts okay mm-hmm. now this is a this is a group that let me i'm gonna go there and read their what they what they say about themselves okay um i guess my my facebook is blowing up right now
0: yeah mine too um so let me just let me just uh read the the description if I can find it here. Well, and that's a, that's what I was looking for. For okay. some reason, I
1: can't find any of So the- it,
0: here it is. Uh, welcome, have a seat by the campfire. There is a place for you. Show us your crafts and share your stories. Spoons and bowls carved from wood or leather crafts, maybe knife making or bone carving. These are the kinds of things we like here. Show the animal tracks you have followed and wild plants you have foraged. Bush- <laughs>
1: jim is laughing maniacally. i have a i have a hard time i have a hard time with this It's where's the fucking unicorns and the rainbow well,
0: i'm not done yet oh, okay. here it comes bushcraft here it is comes about, wait for it wait for it <laughs> bushcraft is about surviving and thriving in the natural environment and the acquisition of ancient skills and knowledge to do so bushcraft skills and <laughs> food. firecraft Tracking, hunting, shelter building, the use of tools such as knives and axes, foraging, hand-carving wood, container construction from natural materials, rope and twine making, and many others. These are the kinds of skills well known to our ancient predecessors. Many, These
1: are a few of our favorite things,
0: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Many of which are still practiced today as an everyday skill amongst Aboriginal and Native peoples around the world. Like Jim Noka, who's an Aborigine of <laughs> Michigan, Ab- and I'm Kyle an Verstegg, who's an Aborigine of Iowa. But we don't count because <laughs> we're not like some primitive morons. Gather, <laughs> gather round the fire, my friends. Feel free to take part in our group discussions, share your knowledge and photographs. May you feel at home here amongst other like-minded individuals. Thanks for joining us. Okay,
1: so here's here's basically what happened. I follow, I, I, I happen to catch, this thread happens to catch my eye, and it's called
0: The Progression of the Broken Hatchet. Okay, and the, right, right. And, and the reason it reason it caught your eye is the the original post is is entirely visual. Yes, to describe it, it's it's uh, <laughs> pictures of a hatchet that has you you know like it's, when you go to the circus, you look and you see the tent stakes and they're all like mushroomed over like that. Yep. Um, so the pole of the hatchet looks like one of those tent stakes that's all mushroomed over. And then it's, and it's got a, it's buried. It's buried in a block of wood, right? And it's a it's a Fisker's X seventy six, and the handle is clearly cracked, and then later is broken, probably because he tried to pull it out of the log, and then uh, the handle broke the rest of the way off. Yep.
1: Uh, so he's literally got it. It's the one that's got the fiberglass that wraps over the top of the, of the hand of the hatchet head. Right. This, this, and, and people, this is not. This would never be my choice for an for a hatchet ever. I, I can't even picture. I can't even. I look at those and I can't even take them serious. But there's people that actually like them a lot. Well, because they're cheap. They're like seventeen dollars. The, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not very expensive. Okay, so this thing is buried, like to the mushroomed pole, <laughs> of the hatchet, in a log. And and the handle's busted in half, and then it's then it's set on top of the you know the pictures progress like that. I mean, you can find right. it on there, right, right. And and so I start looking at this, and I'm starting to read what people are saying, and you know this guy turns it in for
0: um, warranty warranty, warranty work and, from Fiskers. Well, and further, he he's he's posted like several things of his broken axe on there. And, uh, in one of them, he said that he was hitting it with a four pound sledge to drive it into there. Right. You know, um, okay. So now so
1: we, so we get a couple of, we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through a couple of things and I'm seeing, you know, one guy says, that's why I use a Hawk and, and, uh, <laughs> then another Hawk. guy says, ouch, that's why, um, you know, that's why I used my Condor and, 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 uh, and then he talks about submitting his warranty claim and, and it, it, it goes on like that where nobody's really saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Another guy posts pictures of a freaking um, roofing hammer, roofing hatchet, which is the kind of hatchet that if you have a shake-sided house, the guy that installs the shakes on the house will use that style of hammer because it's got a hammer head on one side and it's uh, a hatchet blade on the other side and it's
0: made to to, split shingles so shingles and nail them on so if people have never seen that or or done that or made um these sorts of things what you do is you have a it's a special kind of hammer that you can still find it like most hardware stores but it's got it's got a hatchet head on one side and then like a thing to hammer in nails on the other so it's got like an actual hardened thing and then uh what you do is there's these things which are called roofs which are not made of the tar paper crap that is on my roof and they're made of like cedar planks it's called like a cedar shake shake roof or something like this right. and you And if you ever if you ever get a chance to see a a shingle
1: maker in action they actually have this machine that well actually you can do them with by um uh, with, with the a axe well and you can make them with a fro. I think that's Yeah, that's yeah you one, make one them one of the ways you make them. Yeah, you
0: pop them off of a big log with that and
1: then uh, yeah. you But they they actually have a machine that they mechanized that in turn of the century. Okay. Where where it would be a it was basically it, all it was was a, a fro and a hammer and and you would step on it and it would spin. Yeah. And and uh and and then you would manually turn the log yeah. and then step on it and spin and you would make shingles that way. That's that's the way they made shingles back in the day.
0: And then so there's and then and then the hammer and the hatchet are to like trim trim up and split them yeah, to so the right can, dimensions and yep. so when you're trying to go around edges and stuff and then you've got a thing to nail them in.
1: Yep, yep. So right. so that's the um uh that's the kind that's the way this is going, you know. And they're talking about the kind of wood it is maybe and you know, and all of the th- and all the while you know, this guy's saying, yeah, it's hard, and I drove it in. It was hard. It was very stubborn wood, and yada, da 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 And finally, I said, I, I just had enough of it, and I went all ballistic, and I said, um, if you knew how to split wood, you would know that the hatchet is not made to do that. You do not pound on the pole of a hatchet and drive it through a piece of wood. Well, boys, let me tell you, that's when the blood
0: started flowing. Right, because, okay, so <laughs> now so the uh the knave who knoweth not what he knoweth not apparently didn't know that you don't take a four pound sledge and hammer it on the back of a hatchet in order to drive it into a log um, for various reasons um, probably the chief of which is that when you do that you're going to distort the eye of the hatchet and your handle will be loose and then you know there's that's one reason Um, the other is that the the pole is not really meant for that and you're gonna mushroom it out and then the the other problem that's gonna happen is that little pieces of metal will come off and potentially come up and hit you in the eye or in the nut sack or things like this other things that you don't want and and not only that you're gonna damage your tool and plus, and, it's and the, just stupid. And, and
1: the hatchet, and the ha- and a hatchet, really is not made for that. Mm-mm. That was not the. I mean, it, it really was never made to split wood like that. Yeah. Or, or, to be honest, it's really not made to split a lot of wood anyway. I mean, it's made to split small pieces of wood, used a certain way. But it really is not. That's not what it was intended
0: for. Um, it's like a kindling thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, and he's got it in like a nine-inch diameter log. So, okay, so then the blood starts flowing
0: and the sharks start circling. Well, so enter, (laughs) so the knave is, then the white knights show up to rescue the knave, right? Yep. And the white knights apparently don't understand that either. Like, they think that, they, they don't understand that you just don't hammer a hatchet into a thing. And so they all circled their wagons and they're arguing back and forth. And then, um, so the Black Knight is in there fighting with them and stuff. And then Mordred shows up, <laughs> Mordred, Mordred, the pompous and intolerant. <laughs> and, and Mordred says like one or two things, and the the entire White Knights and the knave like just, you know, start. You know, of course, the first thing they say is blah blah blah. blah. So they're mad at me because the Black Knight raised all this hell. And then I then. I'm the one that gets the wrath for it initially. Initially, that's I got right. the wrath for it, um, but then, so you know, we're like, dude, you can't. Th- that's not a good thing to do. That's not the way a hatchet's to be used. So the arguments that the white, white knight, and the white knights and the knave put forth are, well, that's just your opinion, man. It's all relative. And yeah. it it's up to the individual user. It's, it's hard use. Yeah. And I they're like, like... you shouldn't <laughs> y- you shouldn't be so mean and stuff, you know? And you shouldn't you should like be more friendly and stuff. And uh <laughs> more one with nature. Yeah. It's like and so 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 I'm like, well, okay, whatever, but like the argument isn't between you and me. Your argument is between you and engineering and thousands of years of tool development and you're just wrong. And so over the course of the thread they finally kind of come around to that begrudgingly. Yeah. And then they try but to act it, like they were they, like they were on that side the whole time. Right. Yeah. But the but then it really took a turn south when the when Mordred came in. <laughs> so Mordred comes in and he to yeah. to Mordred the real issue of this like you, you expect like white knights and all this crap in a group, and and uh, all this stuff, and you expect. I at this point, people like chimp scream and call me names so often in like bushcraft type groups. And, and you got to understand, we're trying to record a podcast in the process of this going on, right? And so we're sitting there like, uh, uh, and like like Jim would be talking, and I'd be like reading this stuff of some guy calling me like. <laughs> you know pompous and like how i'm like all superior and all this and i'm like dude i'm not the one making the argument to you engineering Ah. is making the argument (laughs) to you i'm just pointing out what engineering is saying you're not fighting with me you're fighting with fucking science you know and so like so we were distracted and it's probably good that we lost that yeah, because
1: anyway. then it came to fruition. Okay, so Mordred,
0: <laughs> the, the real issue to Mordred was not the white knighting and that they were wrong. It's that the guy destroyed a hatchet by using it as it was not designed to uh, and then uh, turned it into Fiskers for a warranty, which to me, like, it, it just does not seem like that's an ethical thing. So I asked a one one sentence question. And that's uh is turning that hatchet in for a warranty repair or warranty replacement ethical? And then like it the the white knights all rallied around and they had their little banners and their fair ladies and their, with the dunce caps and all that crap and, that the And women and are. you know what
1: to be fair, we we weren't alone. There were some yeah. people that were agreeing with us and making little statements too. I mean, I'm lo- I'm looking at one right now that, um. Th- this one fellow says, "You beat a hatchet to death with a sledgehammer, then come here to gloat about gaming the manufacturer for nuance." I'm assuming that he's a, he he's probably a ferner, Yeah. Um, gaming the manufacturer for a new one. I mean, that's
0: like, that's that's, that, that's pretty, basically the issue that I that I had right. with this all along. Right, right, and right. Then, and so, <laughs> yeah, periodically, J. Rao like chimes in and stirs shit up, which was he just, awesome. He just walked
1: in there and like throws a grenade and walks throws out. a
0: bomb, and then everybody <laughs> freaks out. And then like again, uh, Mordred. The pompous and intolerant all of the all of the negativity in that thread is attributed to Mordred, yeah, um, which that's because you, you're the intolerant right, which because he's the pompous and intolerant, which you yep. know okay, whatever at this point I, I really <laughs> don't care I, I'm just used to it and I so that it, but role.
1: then it was funny because it's prog- then it progresses to an ethical issue
0: right which is, ch- we- <laughs> yeah and and, <laughs> and, and then, then the, they they so the a, as it turns out we find out later that. The knave knoweth not what he knoweth not. So he, at the time that he submitted that warranty claim, he did not know that that was abuse, and and that's fine. You don't you don't he, have he to know that. He thought that was hard use. Yeah. He well he he didn't understand that you weren't. He didn't have any uh, any clue that you weren't supposed to be pounding a hatchet with a with a sledgehammer. And so for for him. You know, I have less issue with him submitting it for a warranty claim when, when he did... Honestly, I do not think he was trying to game the system by doing right. that. Um, but that's not the way he presented it. Right. And that's not the way he tried to defend it. And then the White Knights were like, yeah, well, uh, it's just your opinion, man. And uh, yeah. even if even if he was like you know, abusing it, like, it's it's uh, fine to do that, you know, because you're, like, sticking it to the man. And, and, and then, you know, I write in there, uh, you, you know, my point then was, well, you might think that you're sticking it to the man or some such weasel dust, but but the problem is, is, like, the man is never, ever, ever going to make less money and take less. And the guy you're actually sticking it to is the poor bastard Who's sitting on the assembly line, like, you know, can't
1: make as much money because he's got to
0: make more of them, right? Yeah, because or, or you
1: know what, and and, and what, he doesn't get his raise was, or something like yeah. This, the point, point I was I was making was those costs are built into everybody's the price of all of them. Yeah, they they know that there's going to be a percentage of them that are going to come back to be broken. Personally and this is the stance that I would that I was, was putting on, was if I were to abuse a tool, totally screw it up, I would know that I abused it and I caused it to break. I would not consciously be able to, I should say I would not morally be able to turn it in for a warranty claim, knowing full well that I was the one that did it, that broke it and broke it relatively on purpose. Yeah. And I think it could be argued that that um the other side of it that he he thought he he thought that that was hard use because we we do see that kind of definition with a lot of things where people think that abuse is hard use. Yeah. And the and the reality of it is it's not. Abuse is abuse no matter what. Yeah. Um well, and it, and you know, and he was making some kind of excuses about why he had to do the things that he did, and
0: it, well, and, like uh, you know, like this is the only tool I had, and then it turns out that he's like chopping up this log, uh, on his back porch, yeah, to burn I, in his, his like little chimney or whatever back there. <laughs> so, so we have the scoutmaster that okay, that yeah, so up, now the scoutmaster scout enters. Shit. The scoutmaster enters stage left. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. With a man who's the best. With guns, with knives, with his bare hands. A man who's been trained to ignore pain. Ignore weather. To live off the land. To eat things and to make a bully goat puke. In Vietnam, his job was to dispose of enemy personnel. To kill. Period. Win by attrition. The Rambo was the best. And this is when it gets really freaking bizarre, right? The Scoutmaster comes in and s- says all this crap and like blah, blah, blah. And he's basically one of the White Knights, but he stands out because he's a Scoutmaster. And that's why he, I He stands attention. out because he's got a 56-inch Scoutmaster pants. Anyway, um, <laughs> not commenting on that, but Jim says... Uh, sorry, but if you were a scout leader and if you were teaching this type of tool, use, you should not be a scout leader. And uh, he's like... uh, So he says, well, we don't teach axes and and stuff anymore, and and they never have. That's not part of the scout manual or whatever. So I go and (laughs) dig out my scout manual, photograph the handbook, then I photograph the sections on axe use. (laughs) And like... (laughs) And like... Like he... I, I don't understand. He's like, he's like switched gears. Like he, then he switches, and he's like, and "Well, he says, I don't know where you live, but most most scout troops don't allow it anymore." Blah blah. blah. Okay, okay, fine. But like, don't tell me that it's not in the scout manual because, like, I was a scout. Like, and then you know the, the scouts. The other thing about the scouts is, uh, this particular scout master. He's a, mind you, he's a, he's a scout master. Okay, he's like, he's, he's the guy that's supposed to know how to use a tool. He does not know how to use a hatchet. That's why he was defending hammering it into a log with a four-pound freaking sledgehammer. And he didn't even have the moral compass to say, and you probably shouldn't turn it in either. Right, uh, yeah, and so I go, so I go, dude, are the scouts now not teaching ethics? And he's like, well, you know, ethics is about making your own individual choice. I'm like, no. It's a per- it's a personal thing. Yeah, it's a personal thing. And I'm like, no, dude, your, your freedom to choose for yourself ends when you are swinging your arm around wildly and it contacts my nose. And in this case, that choice will harm other people, either through increased cost of the product or through the workers losing um, some benefits or salary at the job. Right, and so he chimps out, screams, does all this stuff, like, freaks out. He's got, like, a hundred posts in a row, and then finally he says, like, I'm, he calls Mordred, um, you know, the pompous and intolerant, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he says, um, I would recommend that before you subject your moral superiority over the rest of us... uh, you might step back and take a deep, careful look in the mirror and make sure that your house is in order before the condemning the rest of us, as if he has some secret knowledge that I'm like a scumbag, which he doesn't because I'm not. The knowledge does not exist, so he couldn't have secret knowledge of that. anyway, the other thing he says, well, there was that there was that uh, um, that Filipino boy. Mm. Smooth Filipino boy that you were talking about. Hey man, don't start no rumors. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, um, let's see. Uh... Well,
1: I did. I I, I said a, I explained about when I was in Scouts how we had a totem chip card. Yeah, and if you and and you had to have like you had to be qualified to to use the axe or the hatchet. You just you just could not just walk up to it and say it's my turn. You know, because the axe and the hatchet part of of that. Was I mean? Everybody was allowed to. Once they did the knife thing, you could you could carry a, you
0: could carry a knife in Scouts.
1: Yeah, and that was and that started out at a real young age. I mean,
0: yeah, in in like literally Cub in Cub Scouts, like yeah. you're in you're and, in like kindergarten and you're allowed yeah, to have yeah. a knife, and, but you get training and as you first. Progressed,
1: yep, and as you progressed, um, when you got into Boy Scouts and you were a tenderfoot, you were not necessarily able to handle the axe. Yeah. Or a hatchet, because you had to go through the "quote unquote" training to be able to do it, and and so it was a big deal when you got when you were the when you were able to to use the hatchet or the axe. Otherwise, you had to use the frickin' bow saw. Yeah. When you were gathering firewood for the campfire. Yeah. You know, so, so you were the guy stuck with the bow saw. So believe me, you wanted to, you wanted to do the training to use the hatchet. Right. Because it was much cooler to be the hatchet guy than it was to be the bow saw guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or the axe guy, because it was better. So, so, uh, it was a big deal. So you learned. And if you, if you lost, uh, if you got caught screwing up, either with your pocket knife or
0: with an axe, um, like like throwing it mm-hmm.
1: or, like or a tomahawk? Or
0: handing it to somebody with the blade open. Right. Uh, unsafe, closing it one-handed.
1: Yep, like unsafe there were, things. Yeah, there, there were all th-
0: kinds of things you could not do. Yep. Well, you would lose a corner on your card. Right. Your carry card. And if
1: you happen to lose four corners on your carry card, man, you had to start all over. Yeah, and go through all of those trainings all over. Oh, and again. it might okay? not—it
0: might not be a while before you before they have the training again. Exactly. You might you so might you, be waiting for new members to come. Yep,
1: Yep. And you were you were in the you were in the I get to use the bow club for the rest of the freaking year. Yeah. It, it. You know. So it was something that. So so he responds to that, that oh we can't do that anymore because that's hazing. Yeah. Okay, and, and, then, and I was like, <laughs> it's you, considered a form of hazing. And I'm like, how the hell do you, how can you possibly teach anybody uh, anything if there's not any consequences to not learning it?
0: Yeah, and well, and then the other thing is, is like, correcting a bad, it, This this kind of gets back to the whole, like, issue of, like, everybody gets a trophy, nobody right. can ever be wrong, it's only exactly. just your opinion and all of this. You know, correcting exactly. a bad behavior means you're a jerk or it means you're yelling at someone or it means right. you're bali- no it has nothing to do with that it has nothing if you're doing something wrong and i don't correct you and you injure yourself or you injure me that's on me you know so um here's a couple I mean, other gems from Mr. Scoutmaster he says as for me in addition to being a highly sought-after survival instructor for scouting and other groups, it would amaze you at how many youth that I have properly instructed on the use of said implements in the field. And mind you, earlier he said he didn't instruct in that. Around the house and in survival situations. I would venture to guess more than you, sir. So, meaning that he, he's, he's an ultimate authority and uh, he has more experience in in the wilderness and survival and all of this and blah 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 and then he goes on as a result of my professional job it has been necessary for me to make judgments about people in split seconds due to the life and death nature of my business okay so he's he's better than me in the woods having never met me having no background information on me and he's in a life and death business and, and is better at, at making split judgments because I'm not in a life and death business. <laughs> it's like so. So the wow. only thing I can do is I write. I blew back, my
1: eardrums out, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You better check your levels. I think you blew your microphone.
0: It's fine. Uh, but the, but the point is, is like. <laughs> so I I had to, I just have to chimp out. Like the the point is. Uh, the argument is not me versus him. I'm not. I'm not the one. Who is asserting that you should not drive a hatchet into a round with a four pound sledge. The engineering and the science behind how the hatchet was made and the thousands of years of tool development behind it are what is telling him that. And it's, you know, the, he immediately took it to this thing where it's called uh, appeal to authority. That's, an, that's a logical fallacy that people use in arguments and debate. Um, if they're novices, and mind you, this guy is obviously a novice, because he went right there, and it invalidates your entire thing. And he erroneously put himself as a highly sought-after expert, uh, which he's not, and uh, more experienced than me, which he's not, and uh, having a life-and-death job and assuming that I don't, which is also untrue. So not only was his appeal to authority completely and totally erroneous, but even if it wasn't, it still invalidated everything that he said. I mean, because I'm not using my authority to argue with him. Science is arguing with him. Right. You know, that's what was so, like, frustrating about the Scoutmaster. (laughs) Yep. And I'm sorry I blew your ears out, (laughs) but it had to be done.
1: You know, and, and how, I think I ended up basically quitting this group.
0: Well, I, in the, I in quit the it before they, before they banned me. <laughs> yeah, because it,
1: it ended up being like, you know, guys, you're not helping anybody here by, by perpetuating this thought that he did nothing wrong. If somebody would have stood up and said, like I did, you know, if you learn how to use an axe properly, um, you, you might not have been in that position you know yeah. and 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 that was all he needed so he says so now I'm stupid because I use a tool differently yeah than you would have yeah you are you're a retard <laughs> you know I'm sorry you 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 know and he's trying to go well what if somebody give you a free cash gift would you take it you know, what it's a different somebody- thing. I, I'm
0: not I'm not trying to steal the cash gift from them and take advantage of them. I'm not walking up to them and trying to hoodwink them playing a con game out of a cash gift. Yep And, and, I, know, said- and I kept I kept having to say like apples and oranges, dude, apples and oranges and then try to explain it. And he did this thing that I call saber dancing and that's when you're when you're having a discussion with someone and they just cannot admit that they're wrong and they won't admit that they're wrong and they're wrong and they keep circling the wagons what they do is they saber dance and there's this song called the saber dance that I'm going to lay underneath this but they just keep they just keep jumping from one thing to the other and just slightly shifting their position and saying well what about this what about this what about this and then this and then that you know and they just keep circling around and circling around and saber dancing and you know you can never get a word in edgewise and you can never pin them down to anything because you will nuke one stance and they will take a step left and you'll nuke that stance and they'll just keep going around and around and around in a circle
1: well and it, I, and i had to laugh because he was trying to he was trying to make it sound like it was free money
0: yeah like like it was like, just out there it was you just know.
1: out there for him to grab. It was a part of a promotional deal that it was free money. Yeah. You know, it was there for the taking, you know, and and if somebody gave you free gasoline, would you take it? If somebody gave you this, are you independently wealthy or just, um, again, hell, how do you again, say, taking or just wealthy
0: a, take, or just morally superior, taking it, ah. taking a dig at you and not understanding the whole point again the the scoutmaster guy if if that's somebody one of the main things main jobs of the scouts is that they're supposed to teach like right and wrong and if the scoutmaster doesn't understand that that's wrong and defends it what does that say about the boy scouts like i hate to take one guy as an example but come on that's that's pretty damned incompetent and pretty morally confused if you ask me right and and i think that that's you know if you look at
1: the grand scheme of our society right now, that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, I think that this, this, this thread was very indicative of what's going on in our country right now. Yeah. What, you know, guys are, you can't teach right and wrong. You can't, because it's, it's just your opinion. Yeah. You can't be morally superior because it's just your opinion. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of stuff that just is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and, and, and like, it's a, it's a symptom of, it's this idea that everybody gets a trophy, uh, that, you know, well, you know, I'm just as good as you, even though, like, I have, like, no experience, and, you know, I should come to your company and you should pay me as much as you pay somebody with 20 years of experience because I'm special. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, you're not. Well, you couldn't do this without me. Yes. Yes, I could. <laughs> Yeah. you are not well, as important and, and as you the, think you are.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's a self-engrandizing uh that's going on right now that here you have you have people that are that are not they don't have the skill set, they don't have a skill set and they don't even realize they don't have a skill set. Yeah. Because I mean it 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 just makes me absolutely livid. You know, I I made the comment and there there you know there's there's people that know the path, there's people that are different than the people that walk the path, and I said, but clearly, he doesn't even know where the path is. Yeah, he didn't, He didn't have a. He didn't even know there was a path.
0: Well, and the the scoutmaster should know that. Okay, the the scoutmaster should have a moral compass. You know, it, it should not be news to him that it's wrong to uh, beat up a tool and then <laughs> he says he he's,
1: he's talking about. There, there was a he writes in there about woodsmanship um you could do a class on woodsmanship let's say that and he said then you could tell them that not to use a four pound sledge on a hatchet and, and he said incidentally would it matter if it was a 12 ounce hatch uh hammer <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and the, well and the, and, the, and the result would be the same
0: yeah and then the the point is is like dude uh you're the one that's the scoutmaster, okay you're the one that's supposed to be teaching people that. And if you don't know that, and you're the guy that's supposed to be teaching them that, there's a problem. And and and
1: and the, the, the knave says at one point, would you be more happy if they denied my claim? It's, not, so a, clearly, it's not a
0: question he, of being happy. You shouldn't have made the claim in the first place.
1: Yeah, and that's the part that he misses. It's not like I'm jealous. Like I said at the very beginning of this... I would probably never buy that hatchet. Mm. I, I probably would never buy that hatchet. I'll say it again. I would buy if I was in desperate need for a hatchet. I would find one at a damn yard sale, and I would, for five bucks, and I would replace the handle and clean it up, and I would be happy for f- for fifteen bucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's not about whether or not I'm jealous about him getting a, a free hatchet. That's not that's not the case at all. It's the fact that he didn't even realize that he should be embarrassed for what he did. Yeah. He should be embarrassed for his lack of skill set
0: and then for that, and then, that caused then for this right uh, uh, embarrassed about the lack of if if somebody if I'd done something stupid like that and someone called me out on it, I would delete it and hide it and send the guy a personal message saying Thanks for teaching me that. I had no well, idea.
1: And and even when it comes to, it's in a group that is all about bushcrafting. Crafting bush. Woodworking, <laughs> right. basically, yeah. you know, w- woodworking. That's what this is supposed to be about, woodworking. This is not about, a, <laughs> about you know, cutting a log in half for your freaking Chimneya. Chimneya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is a group that is supposed to be um you know leather chaps and unicorns and and um and rainbows and and uh you know the es- esoteric spirits of the campfire and and the wilderness experience
0: <laughs> i got your wilderness hanging right here buddy <laughs> Well, so anyway, like, it was just a big, big hot ball of nonsense, and I bolted out of there because it it seemed like, uh, again, like, you know, there was, like, bombs thrown, of course, they always get thrown at me, and I never respond by calling the guy a name. Never. You know, I always respond with a, a reasonable argument back, but, <laughs> like, what happened, And 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 I, I, before they deleted that thread, I saved a copy of it, and, uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. So, you can, you can research all of my claims here. But, the, the point is, is like, when somebody calls me a name, I don't respond in kind, because it's an invalid argument. If you call someone a name, that's an ad hominem, which invalidates your argument. Okay? And, it's just stupid. Like, oh yeah? Well, you're a triple turd. You know, you sound like an idiot when you call people names. So I just, I just, like, I never respond with name calling. But what happens is, uh, inevitably, some pinhead moderator will look and they'll, they'll target you, even though you're not the one doing the name calling. Right. You know, because, like, the Scoutmaster is a highly sought after survival expert. And has far more <laughs> so far more experience than me in survival situations and he's you know because at 450 pounds I'm sure that people are just dying to get him along on expeditions and stuff like that know how I feel about that well, anyway, like
1: <clears throat> one of my so i got my um one of my, of uh, one of out my out things of that was funny i said um you know bill was talking about um he didn't know, and it was it was you know scouts demonstrate is what i'm doing classes that he's doing and da 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 and i said, and he said we're not, you know we've got um uh, suppose how many people have been, how many handles have been broken by people who knew what they were doing, and so, anyways, I said, I said, Bill, that's part of the problem. I said, I've used an axe since I was eight or nine. Now that's just not safe. I, I said, we grew up and became men, men of action and adventure. We now have generations of boys that never grow up to be men. Oh, they can run, they can work out at the gym, but they cannot change a tire. Yeah, you're describing bros. And they 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 solve a prop they solve problems with a credit card and Google. Yeah, you know. And I said, oh, and by the way, very few axe handles get broken by people that know how to use an axe. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know I know one guy that lives up here. It's kind. Of, he's got a reputation of. Um, uh, makes you wonder how they're. How they would do in a survival situation? (laughs) Um, he's got he's got like Lenny strength, yeah, and and he's broken axe handles just from the sheer swinging it, and and he so he's got that reputation of, you know, he's probably broke more axe handles than most people that come in the hardware store. He comes in and replaces them. He knows how to hang them and stuff, but it's but he um he he's so strong that it's not even funny and he has actually broke several 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 handles just by chopping it on a tree yeah you know i mean that takes that's retard strength to be able to do that (laughs) yeah he's quite a guy you know and um so they're still talking about us over there um i just saw that they're uh makes you wonder how they would do in a survival situation
0: yeah, cuz I've never been in one and neither of you. No. No. I just think it's
1: hilarious. But it but it you know, back to the um uh to that whole thing. I mean, I I truly believe that this is a this is a crux issue with our with our young people that they really should learn how to do things. And just because you see it on a YouTube video does not make it right. Mhm. There is a lot of very, very bad things on YouTube. A lot of people that, I mean, I was watching, this whole, this whole axe thing has stirred up a, a, you know, people were posting links about different things and there was a couple of, there was a couple of, um, uh, videos that were done that I couldn't quite get my head wrapped around why they were doing it. Yeah. One of them was, um, this guy had a hatchet quiet quiet this guy had a hatchet and what he was doing was um, he was splitting wood on a on a log that was probably was at least 18, 18 to 20 inches in diameter okay and it was cut with a chainsaw and here he had a little Wetterling's hatchet you know little this, that whatever that small hatchet is that they have not the not the wildlife one but the one that's a little bigger than that and he's just freaking mighty swinging on it, and he's and he's flaking off pieces off the side mm-hmm. and I'm watching this going, okay, so I consider myself a decent woodsman i I don't know everything there is to know about about the woods and woods and axes and hatchets and burning wood and that that kind of stuff, but um you know I've burned probably forty cords of wood for the past thirty five forty years uh-huh. okay, so I, but I don't know any I mean I'm not an expert at that <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what kind of situation would I ever be in that i if I had a chainsaw to cut blocks of wood, would I take my little dinky axe, little dinky <laughs> hatchet, and I would flake off pieces of lumber off of it yeah and 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 I because you got to put it in perspective, boys. You already cut a block of wood with a chainsaw. <laughs> okay, so that means you've got a chainsaw. Why would you be flaking off little pieces of wood with a little bitty hatchet? If you've got a chainsaw, you probably have a full-size axe in your freaking truck because you didn't lug the chainsaw with you. <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this. This is, this is not anything close to being bushcrafty. You know, yeah. you, th- that is not what that is about. No. Bushcrafting is about doing things with very little and making your, making your current situation more comfortable. It's not about survival. It's not about, it's about none of that. It's about using your wood skills to make yourself more comfortable when you're camping or day hiking. It's nothing more than that, people. It is not survival.
0: Well, and, and certainly, since you're doing things with the minimal, uh, you're not going to want to abuse your tools to the point that they break. Because when I'm crafting bush, damn it, I don't have I I don't bring my chainsaw with me. Yeah, you bring like a knife and maybe a small axe or something like that. Yeah, or, and my, and my schmock. And my schmock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bushcraft. what's My bushcraft schmock. So, <laughs> So have they but moved on from so, like buckskin no, jeans and boots with di- the fur? No, or?
1: no, I'm no, I'm getting some. I'm I'm damn it, I'm gonna get some so people can take me serious. I'm gonna let my ass hang out.
0: Yeah, like on the uh, like <laughs> on uh, the the reenactment stuff.
1: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be reenacting bushcrafting. No, I seriously, I, it's. This whole thing is, this whole movement, and I'm not against this movement, guys. Don't, don't misread this. I just want to tell you that, if I wear a pair of blue jeans, guess what? I can still craft bush. <laughs> yeah. Buckskin if jeans have, and boots with a fur, dude. If I'm hiking with a pair of tennis shoes, I can still craft bush. <laughs> you know what? If you're carrying a fucking chainsaw, you ain't bushcrafting. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you ain't bushcrafting. <laughs> You're freaking car camping with your tr- with your chainsaw. <laughs> so so don't tell me that that's crafting bush, cause it ain't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I don't mean to get like this, but sometimes it just I get all worked up. Well. Yeah, I get. I get you know, and and it's almost like when you when you come across these people that that think that way, it's always the same kind of story. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's just a, he's a thug. He's just a, he's just a mean guy. He's just a thug. He's an ogre.
0: <laughs> he yeah. doesn't understand because he's not like because he's not like giving me the trophy even though I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> well, it's not it's and it's because I don't have my smock on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna have my smock and my fucking canvas backpack because I wanna lug five extra pounds
0: out of my car. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna lug (laughs) it out of my car. My canvas backpack (laughs) and my oil slick instead of like a, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And I'm I'm gonna gonna walk across the parking
1: lot. I'm gonna walk across the parking lot into the park. Yeah because I bought my bundle of lumber at the gas station on the way here so I could make my fire look good. Yeah. Cuz you're not fooling us because we see that the, the <laughs> that those logs that you're working on, they're all cut with a saw. <laughs> so so you're buying like slab slab wood that's been cut up into firewood so you can take to your campsite that you drove to in your oil slick
0: shit <laughs> bag. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, so so like I, I'm trying to get my head around like the fashion stuff because like, I I just want to have clothing out there that kind of works. So a lot of times I'm in like Carhartt and stuff because not like, me. I'm
1: I'm not I'm not going that way anymore. What are you gonna I'm get? I'm gonna wear stuff. I'm gonna wear stuff that what that used to be cool
0: in 1903. Oh boy! So you're gonna get like uh, what's the name of that pack the. Oh, Trapper loop, Nelson, what, Trapper yeah, Nelson yeah, pack yep, and all yep, that. Yep.
1: that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get a Trapper Nelson pack, I'm gonna have the wood frame, I'm gonna frickin' carry, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a pack mule, baby. Hmm. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what bushcrafting was in 1903. You had a pack mule. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cause you had cast iron. You used cast iron. <laughs> yeah, like so, Dutch ovens and crap. Dutch
0: ovens and shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, so, so like, uh, I think, uh, like like there's there's like different schools within bushcraft. So you have the guys that dress up like Jeremiah Johnson with the buckskin jeans and all that crap. And then you've got I think there's a, that
1: there's a more modern version now.
0: Yeah, it's the guys that that are have never been in the military, never done any kind of like LEO work, anything like this who put on an army guy costume with all kinds of tactical crap. And like they can't just have a backpack that they stow their shit in. It has to be like a backpack with like fourteen different Molly minibags well, so, like hanging It's So off you can
1: take it. pictures. It's gotta look good when you take pictures. Yeah, and like that's the every, whole point. Everything
0: is like set up to like look like real like ramble like and like real tactical. And all this stuff, but like, well, no, and you got the other guys
1: too that are canvas, and you got the other guys yeah, that are yeah. canvas, and and they're the ones that. And to be honest, I think they're the ones that chimp scream the most. Yeah. Because they because they think that they're the purest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, the, they're the they're the Duluth pack, um, uh, canoe packs, yeah. and um, and and the uh, the short hatchet, and
0: the um, Mora knife, and uh, the tin cup. Okay, I want okay. I am issuing a challenge. I want those guys who are wearing like the cotton natural fiber crap uh, and with their Duluth pack, um, I will pay your airfare to come down with me and uh, walk 26, 27, 28 miles a day through jungle with your uh, Duluth pack and carrying your hatchet and your... Uh, natural stuff and you're freaking you're going to rot your shoes out but let's say you have whatever shoes you have and you're going to rot your pants out but you know you can have all your natural crap and uh, your oil skin tarp and when I am walking and uh, I drain my rubber boots out and get you know get uh, all done with the day and I hang my hammock you go ahead and build your shelter after walking 26 miles a day carrying about 60 pounds of gear in your freaking canoe pack uh, let's see how long you last getting eaten alive by mosquitoes with your smudge fire it doesn't work it's fantasy you're you are you're trying to do a reenactment of a fantasy like because you do it that way does not make you somehow more knowledgeable than me better capable than me or anything you Come need to calm your ass down, buddy. Come on. Calm don't your be ass like down. That. Don't be like that. <laughs> no, but don't it's like, like look, that. you know, I'm sick of like the superior attitude out of these people, like because I because I wear stuff that actually works in whatever environment, you know. And and, and I don't and you're I don't
1: like one of the things that I've figured out that in bushcrafting, you're not allowed to do is you're not allowed to raise your voice.
0: Oh yeah, and, you, and um, you have to have like crappy folk music playing underneath your videos. Uh nah, I like I like folk music. No, no, I, you. This is like Zamphere. and like <laughs> so it's like pan flute style, like like spiritual stuff. And the guy spends like four hours shaving like you know feather sticks <clears> and stuff to make a, a teeny tiny little pile of pile of firewood. With his like four hundred dollar bushcraft knife, and then he yep. lights this miniature fire to like boil one cup of water, and he spent so he four hours take, doing but, it. But it's to
1: take pictures of it and, and then and, share it listen, on like and your listen, Facebook. Trust group. me when I tell you this: if I'm camping somewhere, you know, I mean, really camping somewhere where I'm going to stay somewhere for a couple days, three or four days in one spot, I've I've driven there, I've gotten there somehow either by snowmobile or by four wheeler or by foot or by and I'm going to be in one spot for for a while. The whole time I'm there, I'm making my campsite better. Yeah. I'm cleaning it up. I'm making things. I'm 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 uh, you know making a way to a better way to cook. I'm you know I'm doing things like that. And I was always under the impression that that's what bushcrafting was about. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's not. Hmm. Apparently, that's not what it's about. What it's about is the ability to pose a picture and and keep away from the apartment complex that's over your shoulder and the fence and the parking meter. Mhm. And have those things not be in the picture. <laughs> Cuz that's what that's what it seems like we're getting. <laughs> it's about posing the picture. It's not about you know, and and, and if posing the picture is what you want to do. That's fine. Tell me that that's what you're doing. But when you when you but take if you're <laughs> trying to tell me that you're fucking camping like that, that yeah. I'm gonna walk into your site and there's gonna be like this music playing, and everything's gonna be a unicorn will be flapping around and bouncing around, and rainbows will be over here, and everything will be just so nice. <laughs> Well, I'm saying that there's not enough drugs to get there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm like burning out. <laughs> my fury is slowly uh my wrath is slowly subsiding here. I'm not going to be as exciting now. Okay. Okay, so let's push on because we've we've beat this up okay. pretty good. So we we Jim um like, seconds after both of us quit that group before they could boot us, Jim started this great new group on Facebook called People for the Ethical Use of Hatchets and Bushcrafting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and but then all of a sudden everybody starts joining. Yeah, like, within, like, seconds, it was just blowing up. And I, my Facebook was like, beep, 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 beep. It was, like, nonstop of people, like, asking to join and all this stuff and posting stuff. And so, uh, come check us out. Uh, it's it's going to be like the Onion for uh, <laughs> for bushcraft. So I'm going to I'm going to try look, to post some bogus stories on there and like, you
1: know. But seriously, it's going to be like
0: you know what. To be honest about
1: it, I have no problem sharing my knowledge. Never have. Yeah. If somebody wants to come up and spend, you know, wants to spend a week with me and and and. And shadow with me for, for a, you know, a week just around the house. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come up. I'll feed you, but I'm gonna make your ass work, baby. Yeah. And, and when I say hold this, <laughs> or, or I'm gonna say here, you can start stacking when I start cutting. I expect you to stack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, um, because that stuff, that shit doesn't get cut by itself. Yeah. And, And, uh, and so, you know, let's get, let's, let's keep it real. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm, that's all I'm ever asking is, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't care if you want to I mean, I love looking at those kind of pictures too. Don't, Don't get me wrong. I love, I love looking at those pictures. I just don't want you to tell me, I don't want you to blow smoke in my ass and tell me that that was your campsite that you were taking a picture of.
0: Yeah. Or if you post a picture of a hatchet that's been driven into a log and you're yeah. like dude you should not use a sledgehammer to pound a hatchet into a log like don't chimp scream when you get called on stuff like that and yeah. don't act like you know when you know and not and you
1: know most of and and to be honest i think most of my most of the people that i'm friends with on facebook know that yeah i mean i think most of the people that um that were that are in that group um i would have to believe that they saw that and just didn't want to say anything. You know, and 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 that's maybe part of the problem too.
0: Yeah, I mean there was there was 4000 uh 4000 members of that group and you know, most of the time when I see something like that I steer clear because I just don't want to get splashed because inevitably that's what happens, but honestly I don't give much of a crap about that group anyway cuz the the material on there is like subpar. Cause you got guys like that posting, like, driving their hatchet into a thing. Like, I'm a member of groups where they actually post up stuff that's, like, done correctly and interesting and these sorts of things. And so, like, me losing one out of, like, four million Facebook groups, it's not that much of a deal to me. Um, but I thought it would be fun and lots of comedy if I went on there and trolled a bit. <laughs> so, that's what we did.
1: Well, we were actually looking for some, um, We're actually looking for some uh, information uh, to do this show on. So yeah,
0: well, and that's the other thing is, is like, once I saw that people were screaming and stuff, I knew that that was going to make for for a great podcast. And I even posted that in the thread. I'm like, dude, this is gold. Like, because Jim and I will both go off the deep end, and uh, you know, it'll be funny stuff. And uh, and then you know, if if people disagree, um, join our Facebook group. Uh, people for the ethical use of hatchets and bushcrafting, and I posted up uh, an album of the uh, of that thread before they could delete it. I posted every single portion of that thread, so you can go through and read it um, and decide for yourself. Uh, you know who which side of it you come down on, um, and I don't mind being wrong. If you can convince me that I'm wrong. Uh, I will admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, that's kind of the way I am, too. Yeah. And I'm wrong quite frequently. And I correct that's it on the funny. podcast. I'm not. I'm <laughs> I hardly issue. ever wrong. I'm, I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm hardly I'm hardly ever
1: wrong. My wife's whole ambition is to try to prove me wrong somehow. And I thought I was wrong one time, but... Oh, wait, I was wrong. I'm always wrong. Well, I, I thought I was wrong one time, but I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong... Okay. I was wrong thinking I was wrong.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, it's it's one of these things um you know, for Mordred being as pompous and intolerant, like he sure does admit that he's wrong a lot. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm the last guy saying that I'm an expert. So, yeah, I'm not. Well,
1: I'm not an expert. I do a lot of stuff.
0: I do some of it right, some of it wrong. Yeah. But um, y- you're never going to hear either of us saying, uh, I'm a highly sought after, uh, survival <laughs> expert. You're never, that, you know, those words will never, ever, ever, ever come out of my mouth. Like, well, even if I am, you're never going to hear that.
1: When, and um, I'm the
0: pompous one. <laughs> you are pompous. Fuckers. You are pompous. <laughs> Screw it's, you guys, it's, it's I'm funny. going home. <laughs>
1: I'm taking my shit and going home. Taking my broken hatchet, because you guys don't understand. Mm. You you don't understand. Anyways, I want my trophy. So, what's that? I want my trophy. I want my trophy too.
0: I want my trophy too. So I'm I'm guessing that this is going to be it before we get back from PWIP. So I, think, I, I hope you guys got your fix.
1: You're probably correct. If not, download all the other episodes. I think we're... I, this is 33.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's some, some of the guys are... What I've noticed is when I look at the downloads, that some of the early ones aren't as downloaded as much as the later ones are.
0: Yeah, because what well, you expect... <clears> to see some of
1: the early ones were like 400, 500, and then all of a sudden we've got, you know, like the the, the later ones are in the are in the thousands, Yeah, you know, 1,100, 1,200. Yeah, so. and, and
0: that's what you expect. You expect to see it more as more and more people sub, sub, subscribe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we did see, we did take notice that you guys took the time to go and rate us on iTunes, and we have mostly positive ratings. Thank you very much for that. And a, a significant number of you... Uh, took some time and actually wrote us a review which which is very very nice. It uh, helps us get the great word out about knives because if we can get you know some more ratings and some more likings and uh, you know these sorts of things and some reviews, then what happens is iTunes takes note it's iTunes little computer and it puts you in the scroll for uh, you know like what's hot or whatever. And if we can do that, then more people will listen, and we'll get much more hate mail to read, and uh, <laughs> uh, much more screaming, and all these sorts of things. And the podcast will only get better. hmm Yeah. Yep. I concur. Help us to help you. Help us to That's make right. this more entertaining for you. <laughs> I like the storytelling. You want you want, you want I should tell a story. Yes. Did I? You
1: should tell a story.
0: Did I tell the Mexico story yet? I probably did. Which one? The one what where about you
1: getting turned loose when you were a little child. Yeah, I probably. And you were found by Mexican banditos. No, I. I you might. If you know that story, I must have
0: told it. Um, wild and crazy things. Let's see. What's one I could tell? Okay, here's one. Um, this is from when I was a little kid. Uh so I lived uh, on a one-way street and. My house was on an alley, and the alley was a gravel alley. And uh, this is, like, the early 80s. You know, we were listening to, like, uh, ACDC, all this crap, and I'm, like, seven years old. And uh, my friends, for some reason, were really, really, really into throwing snowballs at cars. Like, that was, like, the thing to do. Like, because it's a moving target, and, like, you know, it's not like you can go out and play baseball. So... We, we loved our throwing skills, all these sorts of things. Go out, throw snowballs at cars, run off, they chase you, everybody freaks out, and it's, it's much hilarity. Well, after, after the snow all melted, uh, a couple of my friends, um, thought it was great fun to make mud balls and then throw them at the cars. And, uh, so, My house was kind of in the perfect spot because it was on a one-way. The cars would drive by, and then they couldn't turn around to come get you, and by the time they would get you, you're gone. The other thing that was nice about my house was it had these deep, deep window wells, like four feet deep window wells that that had big bushes in front of them. So you could just jump down in the window wells, and a lot of times we would just leave a window unlocked and we'd just sneak into the house. So there was no way that anybody would ever catch you. So my, my house kind of became like the popular hangout to like throw mud balls at cars. And one day I went out and they're they're in the thick of it throwing these mud balls. And this guy in this old red step side pickup. Uh that's you know like how uh, primer on a car is like grey and it's like all dull and nasty and stuff. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Well, it was it was like that, only it was red paint. So, but it was dull and kind of nasty. And, uh, he's driving by, like, playing, like, REO Speedwagon or something at, like, top volume in this piece of shit pickup with step sides. And it had the smokestacks that went up behind the, uh, behind the, uh behind the cab right so he's Mm -hmm. like modified it and then on top of it in the early 80s there was this thing and I don't know what they called them where you were but where I was they called them mags or mag wheels and basically what they would do is they'd take their car and they'd put a lift kit on the back and a lowering kit on the front so it was all jacked up and then they'd Mm -hmm. have these massive tires on the back so this pickup is this red piece of shit pickup with the smokestacks step sides all jacked up, huge mags, and the guys. Not,
1: not to, hold, hold, your thought for one second.
0: Yeah. I'm just asking
1: a question. Yes. This was in Iowa, right? Yeah. See, because we were doing that in the seventies
0: in Michigan. Oh, it's the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it was very popular for a long time. You know? Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, this guy's driving by, and I get a quick look at him, and he's got he's got this big red scraggly beard and this long scraggly hair, and he's this big fat dude. And uh, he looks like like Grizzly Adams or something, only like fatter and more disgusting. And uh, my friend whips this mud ball, and it was like a freaking Peyton Manning pass. It was like perfect. It was like <laughs> it was on a it was like it was on a string. It like arced way up and then arced down. And mind you, by this point he's way past us on the one way, and it even went through some branches of an oak tree and went through and perfectly goes SPLAT right on the hood of this guy's car and then kind of rolls off and leaves like a mud stain. The guy, like, we hear this... like that, and he stops and he looks around and he looks right at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I figure he's going to go around the block. He he doesn't. He slams it in reverse and (laughs) slams on the gas... And the car is just sitting there, and it's like, the tires are just roasting, and it's just sitting still. He's, he's, he's got some souped up engine in this thing. It's just sitting still because the tires can't get any traction. Finally, he gets traction. He goes, and then he overshoots my alley, Then he puts it in drive. And does the same thing. Sits there for like five minutes, like all this smoke is going everywhere. It's like louder than hell and people are like coming out of the house at this point. And Not uh know what's going on. Right. And like one the guy who actually threw the mud ball ran off, but we just stood there like in awe. Like me and this other kid are just standing there like with our jaws hitting the floor. And uh <laughs> he pulls into my alley and then stops and like, this REO speed wagon is just blurring out of there. He turns it off, gets out of the car, and just starts freaking out at us. Like, profanity laden, like worse than this podcast by far. And he's like screaming and all of this stuff. And, uh, my mom is what, at that time she was at home. And she's, she was like a little bit like Grendel. And if you don't know, Grendel was, like, the monster in Beowulf, and uh, when people were making too much noise and having too much fun in the mead hall, he used to piss Grendel off, and he'd come out and raise all this hell and kill a bunch of people. Well, that was like my mom. Like, if it was too much noise and there was too much of a ruckus, she got, like, pissed off. So, like, this guy's, like, freaking out, and then, like, from inside the house, I hear this, What the hell is going on out there? You shut up! like that and like the guy just keeps going and i'm like giving him like the slash sign across the throat, like stop dude like you're about to incur the wrath <laughs> and this guy's just sitting there going further and further off the deep end he's like where do you guys live and blah 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 so then like i hear the back screen door slam <laughs> and i'm like oh fudge my mom comes out comes into the alley she looks at the guy, and she, she weighs like a hundred pounds, right? She looks at the guy, and she goes, What the hell are you doing in, <laughs> at my house yelling at my kids? And the guy is, like, shell-shocked. He's like, uh, uh, uh... And she's like, Screw you and the horse you rode in on! You motherfucker, I'm the only one that yells at my kid! I don't care what that... blah blah... So like she, she unleashes a lay... Uh, a rage and a tirade and a torrent of curse words that you have never, ever heard matched in your life. And the guy turns like stark white. And he's like, "Uh, One of them threw a mud ball at my truck. And she's like, I could give a rat's ass. Your truck is a piece of shit anyway, and you're a big. You know, she just was like going off on this guy. And after like five minutes of like yelling at the guy, he's like, oh, oh, sorry, ma'am. He gets back in his truck and like drives off. And I'm like, oh my god, my mom is gonna kill me. She goes back in the house, and like, I made myself scarce until supper time, and she never said a word about it. <laughs> She, she went all Grendel on the guy, and then like, like she took all of it out on him, and she never mentioned it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky. Yeah, I know. So you're that's lucky because she could have gone all, gone all Grendel on you. Well, yeah, and usually that's what would happen is in a situation like that. If I created some big problem, I'd be the recipient of much wrath. But apparently, she got it all out on that uh, on that poor dirtbag. <laughs> But uh that's funny. Anyway, that's
1: that's my story oh. for the day. So my coon dogs the other night about I don't know, must have been nine o'clock. We're pretty pretty racked from the day and this is I think must have been Sunday night. Uh huh. All of a sudden the dogs go absolutely ballistic. <laughs> the two coon dogs. The lab, not so much. But the two coon dogs are absolutely going ballistic. Yeah. And they are running around the house like crazy dogs. Crazy dogs. Running out in the woods, running back to the house, running out into the woods. running back. And all of a sudden, I hear them up on the porch, and they're like, you know, barking and howling and growling, and and they're both, both of them are next to each other, and I think they're fighting. Uh Uh-huh. So I go out there, and they have a raccoon cornered behind the 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 gar- the garbage pail that's on the porch right and both of them are like you know thinking about getting you know we're going to hook up with this guy we're going to freaking rip him apart yeah and uh i was like oh my god i cannot believe this i'm trying to grab them and and bring them to the house and they're howling and and i don't know if a lot of people Well, I guess you've heard the coon dogs on the, on the podcast and have an idea what they sound like. But boy, when you're, when they're in, in harmony, it is a bad thing. It is a bad thing to be in (laughs) close proximity to. I would have been better off shooting the damn coon. Yeah. I would have just been better off shooting the damn coon. And, um, but, uh, finally Kathy came out and, and opened the door. I was able to lug him into it and, Everything was fine, but yeah. Uh, but boy, I tell you, it was it was some serious. And he was so Macy, not so much. She calmed down quite a bit quicker. Yeah. But 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 uh, Stormy, no, no. He was he was excited the whole night. He was just running back and forth between the doors to the windows, to the doors to the windows to the doors, and he carried that same vibration into the next day mm-hmm. and all day Monday he was like that just crazy crazy huh. so but I think I think I may um I may make an attempt at coon hunting this fall nice I think it, I think it would be fun well I there's
0: there's like a whole art to that right I've never gone oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah like there's yep. a no
1: actually I have a neighbor kid that that is goes quite regular and I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk to him he's like 19 years old i think I'm gonna to talk to him and ask him if i if he'd mind if uh if an old guy lugged along you know
0: yeah followed him around because I think there's some it's kind of like duck hunting there is something to learn like right. there's a culture that that it would be good to
1: yeah. yeah 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 and we have guys up here that that uh hunt coyote with dogs and when the when the snow is real deep hmm um they don't even get out they don't even get out they just run them up and down the road and turn the turn the the dogs loose and the coyotes run off into the woods and they freaking rip a coyote apart huh kill it and bring bring it back up all in pieces but (laughs) but they but they bring them back
0: up i mean it's unbelievable (laughs) unbelievable That still is that thread still blown up i don't know I I'm not gonna bother with it anymore. I've I've said my piece, and I've got a much bigger megaphone. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Well, but anyways, uh, I'm. I i do not think we got anything else. But yeah, Yori, okay, I gotta go. I gotta do some work.
0: Everybody so should do, know that. Have to get, everybody should know that. Uh, you know, we'll be back uh, with a new episode after PWIP. So you're going to have a little bit of a break here. Um, hopefully, I it's not very long. I mean it's it's you know this is Wednesday. We'll be back.
1: Uh, probably won't do one next week. No, maybe month.
0: Well, I maybe I'd be. I don't. The the issue would be uploading. It, it would have to be road. a.
1: Sh- it would have to be a short one.
0: And it with no editing. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. So maybe maybe we'll just put music up. <laughs> yeah some, some Zamfir for our bushcraft listeners now no i don't wanna i don't wanna i don't wanna make anybody mad but i'm sure that most of the people that are friends with me well no know, know where i'm coming from with that
0: um i'm only because, beating you because i love you yeah, <laughs> yeah. no you know but, like listen we do we're we're both outdoorsmen um and uh anybody who knows us obviously knows that and uh it's 90% of this is just in good fun because it makes good radio <laughs> i think ah,
1: it's exciting
0: yeah it's lots of <sighs> fun yeah
1: we've got so so um if you get a chance join up uh, people for a, the ethical treatment of uh of oh what the hell is the name of it <laughs> uh
0: people for the ethical use of hatchets and bushcrafting
1: yeah yeah, people for the ethical tre- the ethical use of hatchets in bushcrafting. Yeah. If you get a chance come see come visit us over there. We're we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um I'm going to post up I I I got those pictures of the of the of the destroyed Fiskers axe. I'm going to ta- I'm going to post some pictures in that and we can beat that to death some more. Yeah. And and la- and, and laugh about it and all in good fun. And uh you know, because that's what it is.
0: It's all—it's all about having fun. Yep. At at somebody else's expense. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> if you can't say anything nice, come stand next to me, and we'll make fun of everyone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. 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 All right. So, you got anything else? No. Nope. We're gonna have to. Um, oh, uh, ooh. send us your emails and comments. Uh, podcast at knifejournal.com. dot Find uh, Jim Noka and I on uh, Facebook. His is James Noka N O W K A. I am K R Versteeg V E R space S T E E G. Uh, come come by and check us out at knife uh, knifeforums.com or uh, knifejournal.com. Sorry, and uh, there's forums in there. You can come come in there. We answer questions in there. You can sign up for the giveaway of the Kershaw Cryo. Uh, That's the only way you will win it is if you sign up in that thread. And uh, I think that's it.
1: Keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper, people. We'll catch you soon. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.